I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Wow, we're back. Folks, it's enough. The only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your hosts Ryan Agner and Scott Sweeney, also known as the Turkey Boys. How we doing? It's happening, hoops. I mean, lovely day out there. We're having a goo. Is there anything in the mailbag this week? You know what? Um, Ooh. For the first time in a bit. Ooh. For the first time in maybe 10 plus shows? uh, I can (laughs) tell you exactly when the last letter was. It was on January 2nd. Wow. So that was seven months ago almost. (laughs) Pre-corona. And superfan Steve Goudreau wrote us he's a friend of my dad's and my family and hey steve thanks for reaching out steven steve whatever you prefer good is pretty much what everybody calls him so good have a good uh, are you having a goo one he's in um he wrote us at enough podcast at gmail.com if you're also interested in writing us he wrote us ryan and scott just listening to episode 73 g lee one of the worst flicks ever to waste good film the use of the term uh, recognition by Scott is a reference to Jack Black's character in School of Rock. At least I believe that it, that it is, that it is. Also, the use of the theme music from Succession as your lead into the TV segment of your critique rings true for me. It is my ringtone on my mobile device. Keep up the outstanding work. Look forward to each and every episode. Don't sweat the small stuff. New content will come eventually. Meanwhile, why not look back at classic content? Key Largo, The Big Sleep, Topaz. These are some movies. To be perfectly honest, I've not heard of, so we should check them out. I've, yeah, great letter. I've heard of The Big Sleep. I haven't even heard of the other ones, yeah. Yeah. I'll and he also those. said there's some outstanding stuff in the can that can get the juices flowing. Just saying. All the best, Good. Awesome. Thank you, Good. Uh, appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, I love when people pick up on the deep tracks. I was definitely... That's probably, what that was? I you probably didn't even realize it, yeah. Yeah. Little certain stuff gets like embedded deeply. A little recognition. And on Arrested Development, they say competition, right. which is another fun, similar weird bit. Yeah, thanks for the letter, folks. Why don't you send one in? Love to hear from you. Agreed. And why don't we just get right into it? A happy birthday to Paul Thomas Anderson today. Today? Yes. One of the best living filmmakers, in Scotty's opinion. Would you agree? Yeah. Living. Mm. He is 50 years old today. 50 years old. I wasn't going to let you get it. 50. <laughs> was that Both. Molly Shannon? Yes. Uh, um, superstar was that? I can't even be sure. He stinks and I don't like him. But yeah, big PTA guy. If you're not familiar, there will be blood, boogie nights, phantom thread, bunch of classics. The master. I also like a lot. Mm. And his next, your favorite inherent vice. Oh, your number one PTA flick, which that, we've discussed. That's the one. That one's a bummer. Movie sucked. It's got. Some I shut stuff. it. I don't. I don't remember. It's too weird. It. I don't know. I should love it, but I just. I don't know. Too weird. It's not really something I've heard you say before about yeah. a flick. I can get down with weird. You like weird. 
His next movie is supposedly a high school comedy set in the 70s. I that like could how, be cool. I like how all over the place he is. He's like bipping and bopping out of genres. Time periods, the whole deal. You're eating onions, you're spotting dimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of control of it. What's in the news? You got a lot of news. What else? I mean, Michael Mann's next movie has been announced. It will be an Enzo Ferrari biopic starring Hugh Jackman as Produced Ferrari. by Cod, it sounds like. <laughs> like, Jesus. We all, you, me, and Monty all made that joke independently this week. Yeah, that movie was like created in a lab for friend of the show Cod. Yeah, a movie about cars, directed by his favorite director with one of his favorite actors, all roped together. It's like the perfect storm. I don't think I've heard. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was kind of like my perfect storm of a movie of last year. Yeah, that's always nice when the stars align. It's like, oh look, my favorite director's got my guys, and my yeah. gals. Look at all this. But even still, like Brad Pitt or Leo are not my top, top guys. Yeah. Brad Pitt's up there. I'd like to see Michael Mann make a sequel to his Miami Vice movie starring Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, but that's just me. That'd be cool, yeah. If he if he did the sequel the way that we wanted the first one to be, which is like a Good. little... <laughs> well, I didn't think it was... I didn't think Miami Vice was terrible, and I've listened to the rewatchables about it. They could have tightened it up a lot. It definitely looks it, great. Yes, it looks and, really cool. It has that grainy digital Michael Mann look that we yep. all love so much. Yep. And I do like Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. I think they're a good duo, but mm. do they make sense as those characters? Not sure. Yeah. The, Speaking of uh, Michael Mann, uh, the Donald Trump had a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma over the weekend last weekend. It sure did. It was terrific. And it was a dud. Big flop. I mean... 800,000 people RSVP'd and only 6,800 people showed up, <laughs> which is awesome because the internet trolled him and my myself included, a lot of people signed up for, for seats even though they had no intention of going. Yeah, that's... Whoever got that going, that's a great bid. TikTok, yeah. mostly. And there's <laughs> like a couple... Thank you, TikTok. There's probably a billion people on TikTok and they, they got them, so... Yeah. I saw the... <laughs> I was really enjoying the picture of him like looking sad getting off the plane afterwards and everyone was like bidding the shit out. It's like good, fuck you. Like, oh, not enough people showed up to your unnecessary rally while the whole world's getting sick. You dope. The fuck idiot. Well, I actually watched almost all of it and the entire beginning was just him talking about himself, as always, but this time he was explaining how he's not sick. Because there's all these new things about how he has Parkinson's disease, and people like to start rumors about big politicians getting sick. That's a thing, especially in election years. Mm. And people were saying, like, especially almost, when the only two people are involved are both like firmly in their 70s and actually seem to have health issues. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, is he almost fell down the stairs going down the ramp at West Point when he spoke at their commencement last weekend, and his big thing was. I didn't almost fall and, you know, like the bottom of my shoes has leather and just he's and then he had an issue where they thought he had Parkinson's because he was shaking when he was drinking his water glass and he had a whole yarn about how he doesn't like spilling water on his yeah. tie. It's just fucking nonsense. One of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. He like at this thing, he's taking a sip of his water with one hand, like triumphantly to like applause. And then he throws the glass away like, Ugh. Like I showed you, I don't need two hands. It's just like, okay, dude. Jim Norton made a great point. He was like, why don't you just use a mug with a handle? <laughs> yeah. 
Like that's, nobody's that's, gonna say why you're using a mug and not a water glass. Seems foolproof. But yeah, uh, a few weeks ago we mentioned they were gonna do a sequel to Twister. It turns out that's gonna be a good old fashioned reboot. They're talking about good. And I'm kind of out, but I like the director that they have attached to it, Joseph Kozinski, who did Tron Legacy and the upcoming Top Gun 2, which hopefully will be released someday on Earth. Mm. His movies all look very cool. He also did that movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise that was kind of forgettable, but... I don't remember it, so yeah, yeah. and I love uh, Cruise, as you know. One of his most forgettable, just like, just another one of his... But I don't know. Maybe it'll look cool with like new effects. Who knows? Maybe Twister will be dope. I saw that Amy Schumer has a documentary about her pregnancy coming to HBO Max on July 9th. Ank, oh. 1 to 10, how excited are you about this? I can tell you that... Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to take the high road because I met Amy and she was a really nice lady Ooh. and I like her comedy. And I'm not going to jump on the shitting on Amy Schumer bandwagon. Wow. So I'm going to say that that may be a boring documentary. I probably won't watch it, but good for her. I'm glad she's happy. Wow. I didn't Hot see take. this coming. I thought you were going to take that bait. <laughs> that uh, That's great. Yeah, it is like a popular move to hate her these days. Yeah. She's fine. She Even says though- the wrong thing every now and then. And I think people don't like that she's related to Chuck Schumer. And they think she comes from privilege. Mm. And she, you know, she's a, but she, she's a nice girl, nice lady. I met her. She was cool. She was humble. She was down to earth. Granted, I met her almost 10 years ago, but still. I didn't know you met her. That's fun. I did. That's I met her meet. with Anthony Jeselnik and they were both cool as hell. Hi, how you doing? Which I doubt. I just said something scandalous. <laughs> and I'm gonna Where's his take on, on the Chris D'Elia situation? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of people are chiming in with their takes. Not male comedians. That was that was Whitney Cummings' whole thing, is that male comedians are silent. She mm. says, thank you so much to all the male comedians texting me privately with their support. <laughs> That's a good bit. I laughed, yeah. And I mean, he got fired by CAA and Three Arts, and now he has these all these misconduct allegations. And it's been a tough week for, for creepy guys. Ron Jeremy oh. getting charged with three rapes, finally. Life no longer rips. How, I'd say. Uh, Ron Jeremy is a notorious creep. So getting him... <laughs> I mean, he looks like such a nice, normal guy. You never oh, would yeah. have <laughs> expected. I, t- I told you my Ron Jeremy story the other day, not to like, keep name-dropping celebs, but I did work at a nightclub for a time in Hollywood, so it happened. And I was working at the AVN Awards. I was behind the bar, and at the end of the night, Ron Jeremy came over, and he was sloppy drunk by himself... <laughs> At a boy. And he came up to me, came over to the bar, and I said, hey, Ron Jeremy, big fan. Let me buy you a drink. Or no, I said, uh, let me make you a drink. I said, let me make you a drink, which is, you know, implying that I'm going to give it to him for free. And he just waved me off. And then I said, it's on me, like trying to lure him back in. And then he was interested once he knew it was free. Salute. I, I made him like a like a weird, like buttery nipple or some ridiculous drink. I forget what it was. It's like, oh, I'll make a sex drink right. name for the yeah. porn guy. Exactly. Well, he requested it, whatever it was. It was literally like an amaretto sour or something dumb. That's fun. And then I give him the drink. He has his drink. He doesn't tip me. He's just basically dismissive. And yeah, he was. And I, in my head, I wrote it off like he was very drunk. No big deal. Don't be rude. Drink your drink. <laughs> Sorry. Just snuck that in. <laughs> I want to get it. What was that? You're number one. <clears throat> 
Oh right, go yeah. on, go home, jerk off. That's yeah. all you're gonna do. <laughs> Sorry, I just um, wanted to slide Pulp Fiction. It in. I watched that to my dad the other day. <laughs> but anyway, and then one of the female bartenders came over and was all excited because she was sort of into celebrities at the time, whatever. And she was like, "Oh my God, Ron Jeremy! I, like, it's so nice. Like, I'm so happy to meet you." And he like gave her a creepy hug and then mm. started signing her tits. Like, like he just pulled out a sharpie and started writing on her. It was like not like he was touching her tits, but it was like her like cleavage area because she was bartending and like wanted to look good. And he just started like writing, and you could tell like she was like, "Ha ha, I have a funny Ron Jeremy story," but also like I'm being violated right now. Yeah, and it was just gross. And I was like, "Okay, so it is true that he's a fucking creep show." He probably just does that to every woman he meets, hundred percent unprovoked. Just like unbuttons their shirt and starts Ugh. signing their breasts. He sucks. I'm out. And he's and he's hideous looking. He looks te- like he looked really bad ten ish years ago when I met him, and now he literally just looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and he's one of those guys. He always used to pop up as a cameo and stuff in like cheap productions. Oh, he'd be like, and Ron Jeremy. It's like this isn't impressive that you got Whoa. Ron Jeremy to show up. Yeah, get him to take his penis out. Maybe then I'll laugh. But other than that, he, there's nothing to that guy. He's completely useless. Yeah. And do you remember the VHS series of films? I do, yeah, actually. I really liked the first one and the second one, the third one, not so much. Yes. Agreed? Exactly. You just nailed it. Mm. For people who don't know, this is a horror anthology series that... I think you can get them on Amazon Prime. Probably. I'll check while you read the next piece of news. But they... And yeah, the third one, VHS Viral, Avoid it. Avoid VHS Viral. I'm looking now. Yeah, that's the other one. And... There's some great stuff, especially in VHS 2. They're all shorts. Two of them in that one are like all-timer horror shit. But uh, they announced they're making a new one called VHS 94. And they They're going back to the 90s? That's not very clever. Yeah. <laughs> well, like VHS stuff, I guess they're better than viral. The The viral one, they tried to like be hip and with it. And it was like horror TikToks. Garbage. But I'm excited for VHS 94. The uh, when I saw this, it made me want to rewatch the first two. It's been a while. It's, it's a good year for horror. Did you notice that they're uh, releasing a 4K adaptation of some George A. Romero movie that we forgot existed? Well, yeah, it's a movie. It's his like lost movie, yeah, yeah. quote unquote. No one's ever seen it, and it's supposed to be his most fucked up movie ever. Like his late wife said that, Ooh. which is cool. Yeah. I'll watch that. It's the there's that coming out, and then we have the new Halloween movie, the Danny McBride one, coming out in the fall on schedule. Supposedly, we're hoping that's, it won't get bumped. That's the one thing it has to come out at Halloween. Correct. Otherwise, play. it's like what are we doing? And then um, it's what the it's also the 45 year anniversary of Jaws. Yes, I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. Mm. That is a classic. I'm still gearing up for my yearly rewatch. The new dis- I think it's it's this week. I think it was the other day. Mm. I think it happened. Yeah. I saw a bunch of tweets. Well, the, the cool thing up. about a lot of theaters now, because they know nobody's coming, they want to release, you know, they want to re-release a bunch of cool movies in the theater. Yeah. I actually saw, they put out a list, Regal Cinemas, of like yes. the stuff that's going to be playing. Where's the nearest Regal to here, though? That's a Kingston. Good yeah, Regal's not one of my that sucks. go-tos. I don't think Kingston is Regal anymore. Oh, it's something else. I think else? they changed. What is it now? Like shit, dick cinemas. Yes. No, but the movies they're going to be playing: Empire Strikes Back, Dark Knight trilogy, Inside Out, Rocky, 
Jurassic Park, Unforgiven, and the Vin Diesel vehicle Bloodshot. We're yeah, finally gonna. I feel like that didn't get a fair shake. We're finally gonna get to see that in the theater. What a uh, what a mitzvah. But yeah, like in a bunch of Lord of the Rings movies and uh, some other Christopher Nolan ones. I'd see some of these for the novelty, but not in this moment. I'm not gonna like risk, you know, dying to go no? re- rewatch Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, or Iron Man, or something. But I mean, you know, once Tenet or The Book of Saw or something comes out, then I'll get into the theater. I feel like a lot of people aren't coming out for the rewatching. Hmm. Yeah, it's like. I don't know what they're thinking. It's like, if you're going to reopen theaters, reopen them and have the new movies come out. Like, I can't imagine the the crowds are just going to be swarming in for stuff they can just watch at home. I would like to see Jurassic Park in the theater and The Matrix in the theater again. Yeah, those That'd are too cool. great. And those are both on the list. Okay. But yeah, they, they delayed Tenet again. They're now saying it's coming out August 12th, which probably won't happen. Like we, yeah, and the guy who probably won't get in. Like, we flash forward, like, 15 episodes of Enough. We're still saying, like, yep, Tenet was just delayed another two weeks. It's, uh... Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. That sucks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. The delays are what's killing me, yeah. Yeah, just the doling that's the That's the thing that drives me the most nuts. Yeah. Then you get to the... You're almost at the finish line, and they're like, mm, not quite. Yeah, just pushing that goalpost. And it's happening with everything, not just movies. Black as fuck. Uh, the Kenya Barris show on Netflix got uh, confirmed for a second season, which I'm really happy about. Mm, Black, you got to finish that still, but it's. Yes. I think it's very funny. Uh, it's one of the funnier shows on TV, mm. if not the funniest. Yeah, I actually watched a couple more the other day. Were you in? It is very funny. You're in? I like the bit where <laughs> he's wondering, he wears a chain, like a big chain, mm. and someone makes fun of him for it, and he's wondering if... He should keep wearing it. And then they play the Star is Born, like, maybe it's time to let the old things die song. And he's, like, looking off into the distance. With his chain out. Yeah. and Yeah. Good it's, stuff. It's a good show. He's, uh, you probably said it when you talked about it. He's, like, a black Larry David. Yes. Kind of. Exactly. Like a rich guy just pointing out the absurdity of everything. And he has that. The funniest thing about a show like this is, like, just the access that they have. Like, it's funnier than a guy living in a one bedroom apartment with no access, but like this, he can like pick up his whole family and all of their employees and fly to a private Island somewhere and like, yeah. or whatever, like, and then it brings the show all over the place as a result. And it's funnier that way. Yeah. And I like how they have a reason for why it's, they do the like talking head to the camera thing, mm. like modern family. Cause one of his daughters is making a movie for a school project they like make sense of why it's a show and I don't know. I'm wondering how they're going to keep that going. Yeah, that'll I'm making another movie for another. What class. was Modern Family's justification or did they just stop explaining it after a few seasons and no one cared anymore? Yeah. Yeah. That. And it's that, time to take a stand. That's the better move. Like towards the end of the office, they started like breaking the fourth wall and had like the camera people like in some scenes. It's like no one wants this. I don't like this. Like Fourth wall breaking. Yeah, I think the office just got bored. They didn't know what else to do. Exactly. They ran out of ideas. Mm. And what else did we see? There was an even Stevens cast reunion (laughs) without Shia LaBeouf. So I know that's front page news. 
so so nothing happened. So That's a bunch of dullards me. and that guy Beans, who probably is a methadone, <laughs> works at a methadone clinic. Beans is probably in a bad way. That oh, I can't right. even imagine. Like, I, there's nothing. Speaking of that, there's nothing I love more than like D and E and F list celebrities from say 1993 having horrible shit happen to them. Hmm. Uh, Brandon Bug Hall, who played Spanky or not Spanky Alfalfa on the Little Rascals movie <laughs> from like the early 90s. Mm. Uh, was actually arrested this week. They found him passed out behind the dumpster at a hotel after huffing air duster, which is used to clean computers. And it's also something you can get high on, apparently. Classic rascal behavior. He really, he hasn't changed at all. The cops pull up and they're like, you know, like we should beat this guy up, but he's one of the little rascals. So we're going to let it slide. And, you know, and they said like, amen or whatever that i can't i can't think of a little rascal's line he's like wasted putting his hair into a cowlick to try to get them to recognize him like it's me i'm the guy they just took him to a tree house instead of to jail <laughs> gritty yeah that that happens to a lot of the the grades the guy who played goldberg in the mighty ducks movie Oof. Is- wow is he in a bad way i think he actually turned a corner as of like a few months ago but i don't oh he was like he used to be like a notorious chubby silly sidecar and then he lost all the weight and he looked like he was dying because he was a meth addict and he Mm. would get arrested like every year Mm. and that was probably even more than that it was just publicized every year i feel like he's back i love like dudsy old 90s celebrities somehow showing up in the news like drew carey was trending this week because there was a guy who looked like him who wore a suit that looked like bricks like the border wall that showed up to the trump rally Mm. so everybody thought drew carey was at the trump rally (laughs) and in reality it was just some guy and then everybody started and then so drew carey starts trending and then i think he just got involved or like someone ended up apologizing and like saying look sorry we made a mistake it's not true carrie <laughs> made me laugh but nobody builds walls better than me believe me does he still host prices right probably i believe so remember like five years ago when he injured himself on the set he <laughs> fell on the wheel or something and broke his arm <laughs> that's fun i'm really rich it's a dangerous set probably hurt himself doing plinko or something wacky like that good call or good pull did you see the Jenny Slate news? She will no longer voice the character Missy on Netflix's Big Mouth. Yeah, she Kristen said, Bell is leaving that uh, Central Park show as well because yes. she was a biracial character or something. Yeah, they or Jenny Slate said black characters on an animated show should be played by black people, which seems pretty fair. I don't know why that wasn't happening to begin with. Yeah, they yeah. should have just figured out a way to cast black people for those roles i don't see how that's such a complicated thing yeah and like i've said before animated shows are mostly for kids no kid is impressed by like a c-list celebrity being the voice actor on the show they're watching they don't even they're not even aware of it like it seems like a waste of money to uh to do that just hire voice actors and I, i saw that the did you know that the guy who voiced cleveland He's um, white too, yeah. Yeah. That was like I'm like I'm hanging in there. I need this. No, no, no. It is an easy voice to do. But still, like I s- saw that and I was like this is kind of like a loquisha esque reveal. Like 
Cleveland is a white guy. It's a redheaded white guy too, I believe. Yeah. He's, he doesn't even look like he's even close to a black guy. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, I don't know. It does seem weird. Yeah. Things are changing. Maybe it'll all, that'll solve everything once we <laughs> get all the voices in order. Joel Schumacher is dead. Wow. Are you upset? I mean... Do you wish that he lived to see the new Batman? <laughs> he probably deserved to, yeah. For people who don't know, he directed the two most hated Batman movies, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which Forever's, <laughs> Forever's not bad. It's got some stuff. And Batman and Robin's like kind of a hot turkey. It's like so bad, it's fun. With the Arnold stuff. Like, and cool that. off yeah. and all that. Literally every line of dialogue I have in this movie is a cold pun. It's exhausting. But yeah, Joel Schumacher supposedly had over 20,000 sexual partners. That was the big, like... He passed you by then, huh? <laughs> Just barely. We were neck and neck mm. right there. You're at, what, 19,900? Yeah, I'm going to pass. I'm going to... Another 100 and you, yeah. you'll tie him and he's dead. So yeah. you you can fucking give me like, the lead. Give me like three days, bro. I'll fucking... 33 women a day. That sounds very doable. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, he actually... He directed... He's another guy who's kind of all over the place. He directed some serious movies that people liked. He did A Time to Kill. I think people like that movie. It's a flick. Yeah. Kinda. The Client, I've never seen. But I think people like that one, too. I think that's a TLJ, John Grisham. Is um, Brad Renfro the kid in that? Maybe. I believe he is. I'm going to look it up. That sounds right. How's he doing? We haven't (laughs) seen him in a while. Classic. (laughs) Oh, and also, he Joel Schumacher did Falling Down, which is legit awesome. I love that movie. That's That's a movie that whenever I'm in an upset uh, kind of mood... I, I identify with it immensely because I just feel like I want to just... Yeah, the client was Brad Renfro with Tommy Lee Jones and Susan Sarandon. Wow. Stacked cast. Good lineup. Yeah, so RIP. Uh, not only did he die, but Stephen Bing, who's a producer who produced a ton of mo- decent movies. I forget all of them, but he killed himself. He was most known for dating Elizabeth Hurley, who was... Ooh a famed 90s babe who pay, who played um what's her face in the the Austin Powers movies um Vanessa yeah hello Vanessa i can't believe you were a fembot <laughs> <laughs> that what else you got reveal. any other news i mean some news that shocked me to my core they announced michael keaton one of my guys is in talks to reprise his role as Batman for the forthcoming The Flash movie. What a reveal. Mm, that's I mean, good news. They they know how to get someone like me to go see The Flash movie. <laughs> that I mean, DC's going nuts. There's so many different Batman and Joker and all these different movies. They're just going for it. They get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> I feel like I should have that as a drop. Keaton... But yeah, I mean, isn't that crazy? Keaton reprising that role after all these years? That would, I don't know. Sounds awesome to me. Keaton had such a resurrection from like, he made like a bunch of awesome 80s, 90s movies. And then Mm -hmm. he like cooled off for a little while. I feel like he disappeared and like wasn't acting for a while. 
and then it doesn't seem like he did much at all. Back. And then he came roaring back with Birdman, and like it won it in a cat. Did it win Best Picture? Yeah, yeah. And they won Best Picture, and then he was just—he's kind of been off to the races ever since. Mm. And he's popping up in all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm loving this resurgence. The Keaton Sants. Yeah. <laughs> Where you? Were, I could tell you were kind of trying to. I thought it about doesn't it, work. And then just bailed on the idea. The Keaton Sants. Yeah. Mm. And the Flash movie's been delayed countless times, so who knows if this movie will ever even happen, but sounds cool to me. Is I forget if you said this already, but is it Ezra Miller? Yes. Okay, so he is actually still in it. And the latest director, they've gone through legitimately like 10, is Andy Machete, the guy who did the It movies. And he did something else that was kind of I'm cool. wincing. You can't see me. I'm wincing. <laughs> it's true. He is. I hated both of those turkeys. Yeah, I don't know. They'll probably replace them with someone else, and they'll be fine. But I also saw... This was a shocking story. Miley Cyrus says she hasn't smoked weed in six months. <laughs> I was excited to see what drop was coming up. <laughs> I like when you pause, waiting for one. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of wild. Do you uh, like her? I don't mind her. I do, yeah. I think she has cuts. I think she's fun. She has some cuts. She's kind of a babe. She's cool in interviews. I have no I have no qualms with Miley. I think she's cool. Yeah, she'll like talk about anything. She has like that raspy CI voice, even though she's like 22 years old. Or like, yeah, Howard, I don't know. I mean, I was dating Liam Hemsworth. And- yeah. The, uh... yeah. yeah, I like Miley. We should have her on the show. I don't know why uh, we haven't had her in yet. Let's have the whole Ray Cyrus clan on. Billy and Miley and Noah or whatever the fuck the other wow. one's name is. What's her deal? Or is it a dude? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know any there's other There's a ones. third. There's a second daughter. I feel like Miley Cyrus has two siblings that are like fringe famous because of her. <laughs> Miley. How about her, her dad making that achy, breaky heart song in the 90s and now fast forward his daughter's like one of the most famous women who has ever lived. Yeah, does he still have cuts? Do people... I think he did like... He was on that Old Town Road song oh, with yeah. Lil Nas yeah. X. He did the country part. He's still... People still know him. That was a big deal. Even though that was like a joke song. Yeah, that song is like one of the worst songs ever made, but that doesn't mean I don't love Miley. That's the best part about songs like that. I haven't heard that in so long. I never would have thought about it ever again, even though I heard it like 4,000 times. Is it stuck in your head now? Mm, it'll probably get there. Is that it, cologne I smell? What about our no cologne agreement? You love that one? I do. Did you see that Universal Elizabeth Banks and Mark Platt, whoever that is, are bringing Scholastic's The Magic School Bus to the big screen? You remember yeah, these books? Yeah, and I saw this article that... um. Who is going to voice... Is Elizabeth Banks going to voice Miss Frizzle? She's going to play Miss Frizzle. It's right, going to be okay. like a live action. Oh, like no. CGI I didn't face. realize that it was a live action. That sucks. It could be fun. You were a Magic School Bus guy? I mean, as much as anyone else was. I don't remember When did you it. get into it? Like this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm new to it. I'm trying to get in there. The uh, They should make more movies where things are shrunken down. I think that's a... Especially now that effects are so good. Like, there should be more movies where, you know, everyone's in mm. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids mode. and uh, Okay. They're, like, zapping around. They're in a school bus, zipping through I'm a body. Gonna pre- I'm going to predict do. this will be a colossal bomb. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks is bomb city. She did do that new Charlie's Angels that couldn't. <laughs> 
have blipped on anyone's radar less. <laughs> I watched but... Sh- Shia LaBeouf and Kristen Stewart in that actors interviewing actors from Variety. It's on all the videos are on YouTube. I don't know what network it airs on. Actors. And he's sitting there all serious in such a Shia fashion, and he's like, "Why Charlie's Angels?" <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes dead silent because she's like, "Well, um." <laughs> Because she's awkward as it is. And her explanation was so funny because it was sort of just, well, Elizabeth Banks is really a visionary. Ah, ah, ah. And you could tell she was just trying to talk her way. She couldn't talk her way out of it because it just, that movie was a tremendous turkey. Mm. And it was a big bomb. And it was one of those movies that they really needed to do well. And it just didn't. I hate when people throw around the word visionary. It's like she's made one movie before. It's like she can't be visionary. You save mm. that for like the guy who directed Fury Road or something. Visionary. Which is, they're making another one. Kid. It's going to be dope. And I also saw Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Neil Patrick Harris have returned to Germany to continue filming The Matrix 4. You love to kill me! You love to see it. I don't want NPH in anything. Yeah, I didn't know he was in this. Him just sneaking his way into this movie? That, that actually sucks. made me concerned. Him being part of the headline, it's like, what is he, like, the new Morpheus in this? Like, oh. how, how big of a role are we talking about for NPH? Is he like a singing and dancing Morpheus? <laughs> like the host of the Tonys? Him as like a really gay agent? <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Did you see that fun. Jimmy Kimmel is sort of under... No, I wouldn't say he's being canceled, but he's under fire for like old sketches where he was in blackface. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that. We discussed that already. They're, well, they've been hammering him on Twitter all week. He's still getting done up? They haven't yes. moved on no. to someone else? Well, I think people are really bored and they're <laughs> running out of... Like that YouTube star, Jenna Marbles, who's been on the air for 10 years. She was a barstool girl. Like she was from here. And I actually... Mm-hmm. It was hilarious because she like left barstool, started her YouTube channel and somehow blew up to making like crazy money on youtube ads she was the number one person on youtube for like 10 years yeah i know that name yeah you'd know if you saw her or heard her and apparently she had an old video where she was nikki she was doing nikki minaj and then she basically just put on a pink wig and a bunch of makeup and talked with a little bit of a black scent and they just hammered her about it to the point where she made a 10 minute video 11 minute video in tears Ooh canceling her whole youtube channel she was like this is the last video i'll ever make like i'm done and i'm sorry and just apologizing for 10 minutes just talking in circles i'm self-canceling i'm falling on the sword and deleting myself from the internet which is like kind of a cool move i guess yeah i mean i i think she just was not ready to be bullied Mm. and i think people brought it up there because they're digging up every blackface we i forget when we were just did we discuss this already about how blackface isn't funny and it's just like why were so many people hooked? Why did there's like, like black guys don't do white face. Yeah. That seems, it's just not funny. <laughs> well, I don't find it offensive. That? I find it unfunny. Reminds me that Chappelle, Chappelle does a white face sketch. That was kind of funny. That's and, the only one I can think of where he's in yeah. the suit. Yeah. His white guy voice is what sells it. But right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Blackface is in the obits. That seems blackface is in the obits. It's Done. one of those things, yeah. I'm surprised how many people. It's like even decades ago, you got to know how ridiculous this is. Like mm. going to a party, and, but I Ted Danson, yeah. And I also saw, I saw, they're making a movie starring a artificial intelligent robot. They're saying, <laughs> yeah. 
A new $70 million science fiction film is set to star the AI robot Erica in the leading role. A real-life Simone. Another COD movie. <laughs> I wonder if uh, this robot babe will have chops. Uh, I hope so. Imagine that. They replace all Hollywood actors with robots that they don't have to pay. Yeah. That, uh, it's wacky that they're going for it in this moment. Imagine being a high-paid Hollywood actor at the very beginning of your career and seeing this type of technology happening. You'd probably be a little nervous. Yeah. Losing roles to a legit robot. Imagine that. You're in an interview or an interview and you're at an audition and there's just a row of robots and you. Yeah. And the robots are all there to work for free. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Them just strutting by, making like robot noises, intimidating you. But, I don't know, maybe this AI robot will charm us and become one of our gals. Mm. Speaking of robots, Emily Ratajkowski <laughs> dyed her hair blonde and made a big deal of it on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. Because uh, we care. Because she's relevant. When she changes her hair color, that needs to be spread across all platforms. Yeah, Every, I saw news outlets were picking it up. <laughs> it was literally like in Variety. Oh, okay. I dyed my hair blonde. No one cared. Fuck you, Jimmy! I mean... I'm offended, I, I to seen, say the least. I'm triggered, I'm offended, I'm wow. upset. He's fucked up about it. I'm, I'm mad. How does she look with the blonde hair? Are you into it? Exactly the same. Hmm. She's just like a babe who looks like somebody made her in a laboratory because... Yeah. That'd be a that, fun reveal. She's been an AI robot who... That's, I was not even doing like my bit where I talk about things that don't line up. I really do feel like she's a robot person. Hmm. And... Did you see the trailer for Greenland, the new Gerard Butler disaster movie? Which, folks, I do realize that does sound redundant, and I'm sorry. (laughs) And this is a movie where, like, it's another one of those end-of-the-world movies. I can't believe it's not directed by Roland Emmerich. (laughs) He's the guy who did uh, 2012. Yes, and, like, The Day After Tomorrow, and all these just duds. It's from the you hear that siren in the background? Kid. Not even my fake siren. That's a real one. Um, it's from the director of the Has Fallen franchise. The Is he just connected to Gerard Butler, like in some sort of a weird package deal we don't know about? Like Gerard's just like, I'm ready to work again, mate. Let's keep making these like gritty turkeys until someone stops us. Gerard Butler thought he was gonna market correct Hugh Jackman and um I'm in the middle of a good point and I'm like totally spacing out, but um, who, who do I always compare Gerard Butler to? Now I'm drawing a, t- a total blank. Oh, um, Russell Crowe. Yes. Gerard yes. Butler came in this onto the scene in mo- most notably probably with 300 mm, and he was definitely. jacked out of his mind and he, you know, he crushed the role and the movie was kind of a Turkey, but like people did like it. And I think it has some VOD. It has an age role, but it's a fun movie. At the time, it was relevant. And Mm. everybody made a big... Movie people made a big deal out of it, I guess, because it looked interesting. Mm. I think everybody kind of thought that, you know, Gerard may market correct, like Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman, like those kind of guys that start sucking up those kind of like gritty, I don't know, like older tough guy roles. And then Mm. he just sort of fell completely flat. He did that stupid movie with Catherine Heigl. He did a bunch of And he just went right down the toilet. He did a bunch of like terrible romantic comedies. I think he did one with Jennifer Aniston. Oof, he did. He the did. Bounty Hunter. That he's doesn't just exist. a major turkey maker, and he's really never had a hit. 
And like, yeah, maybe the Has Fallen movies live on on iTunes or something or on, on HBO Max or whatever the yeah. fuck. But like, he's never really made a movie that actually matters, ever. He must have a weird pack of diehard fans. Someone's keeping his career afloat. I don't know who it is. Probably but. international, just because he's big and handsome and, and, you know, like he's a burly, bearded man. And yeah. women probably still enjoy watching him, even though he sucks. True. And nothing he's like, what are you going to like, like machine gun preacher? Is that the hill you want to die on? Wow. That's like a movie you watch on an airplane and forget exists before the plane lands. Oh yeah. But this disaster movie, it's like the sky's raining lava. It looks ridiculous. Could be a cheese ball classic. Who knows? Time liquid hot magma. Scott. And also there's a new TBS competition comedy show starting Sunday. They actually have some strong talent. Jim Norton mm. as, as his Chip, character Chip, thank God. who is actually a fan of the show and has cut a promo for us in the past. I wish I had it queued up. I would play it. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll put it on our Instagram or something. Mm. It's a hot one. And it's also got Tim Dillon, who's very funny. And if you've never heard of his podcast. Tim Dillon's latest episode of his podcast is basically everything I feel about everything going on right now. It was and a hot one. It was very funny. Mm. So I highly recommend Tim Dillon. Yeah, he has a great solo podcast, yes. which is almost impossible to do. He's the only solo podcast I listen to. That's my cell. What about uh, the Congratulations podcast from Chris D'Elia? Wow, I'm I've never heard of that or no? that man. Oh, hmm. you're you're he's he you know he's really funny. You should check him out. Okay, maybe I'll look into that. Oh, you fought it with that mouth? Oh, did you hear that rapper Little Yachty wrecked his Ferrari in a Atlanta thunderstorm where he hydroplaned and obliterated the car? There was photos oh. of it online. Lil- He's the guy in the Sprite commercials with the beads yeah. in his hair. Lil Yachty V Ferrari. Powerful <laughs> remake. That's I his- laughed really hard at that. Is he going to be okay? He's fine. Yeah, he just totaled his car. He's back. And for Lil Yachty. comedian D.L. Hughley was uh, at Zany's in Nashville performing and he collapsed on stage and it was hilarious and then it turns out he has the coronavirus people thought that was his big closer him just (laughs) capsizing and then everybody who posted the video online people were giving them shit like you're not supposed to record in a comedy club it's like i think if i had my phone in my hand and the comedian fell on his face on the stage i'd probably make a video of it i don't know if i'd post it for everybody but i'd definitely show you guys especially if it's dl hughley yes the fact that you're at a D.L. Hughley show risking getting the coronavirus for his duds, to me, doesn't seem worth it. I don't think I'd want to expose myself to a big... Because it's a pretty decent-sized crowd, and no one in the room has a mask on. Yeah. All the weirdest people are getting coronavirus. I saw Chris Kattan has the coronavirus. <laughs> I was like, where even is he? Who? Mango! <laughs> Mango's sick? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. No one's safe. Oh, Fucking God. Outrageous. He is great, actually. That's a shame. I hope he pulls... <laughs> dl i'm not a fan of so good luck dl i guess fuck chris Catan. we wish everyone a speedy recovery we do we don't wish uh death from the coronavirus on anybody no and is that all we got for news that's all i got for news and i have only two shots and uh the obit ties into my review of buffaloed so i don't want to spoil that okay but I do have two shots. Well, and we did obit blackface. Hit me with your best shot. <clears throat> oh, boy. 
Fuck, he didn't have the song ready. No, I didn't. I thought it was going to be like masterful timing. What a fucking dick I am. Fire away. I'm going to. I shut off the Snowpiercer show on TNT with David Diggs. Did you even know it existed? I did. It sucked. And I wondered why it did. It's exactly. Like you were saying in the thread, like Snowpiercer, cool movie directed by Bong Bong Joon-ho. He had nothing to do with this show. They're just like taking the idea of uh, it's the apocalypse and there's a train that keeps running through the world, but everything yeah. else is frozen and dead. And it's like a class thing. Like all the rich people are in the front and it's a whole thing. Why is this a show? Like what is? Yeah, that's a bit of a could ya because yeah. it's, it's essentially they're taking what I said the other day was they take a pretty good movie with a decent budget and a decent cast with an awesome director and they may and they water it down with a shitty cast and yeah, and like, a low budget for basic cable it's yeah. on TNT it's not even an HBO show yeah and now it just it sucked and they keep doing this with a lot like they turn that movie Hannah into a TV show and it's just like like the movie was fine why are you remaking it and stretching it out to be like 13 times as long i think one of my clients recommended that to me people always want to recommend things to me it's like they're i feel like it's sort of like i don't know what the example i'm thinking of here you're it's like, like I, i'm the one who recommends yeah well it's like if you're a famous chef and people are always like coming up to you and be like you know what you're gonna love go to this restaurant or something and i'm not saying to toot our horns here but i feel mm. like especially now that we do the podcast people always want to recommend shit to us like yeah. maybe like I don't know if maybe they're hoping that we talk about it on the air or whatever which we the would. fuck, which we will if you do and it's good. So keep yes. trying, but just come with your best shit. Come with your, your, your top game. Cause if you recommend Hannah, the TV show, I'm just going to laugh at you in the back of my head. Mm. Cause the, the movie was just okay. Yeah. I think you really liked it. Cause it's what's his face and Lars Von, is it Lars Von Tier or no, not Lars Von Tier. Who's what's the fucking director's remember. name of Hannah, the movie. Oh, uh, la la la. Joe something. The guy who did like Atonement, he did a bunch of like yes. snoozy movies, but that's his big action movie. So yeah, like Joe Wright. There it is. I knew you'd get it. But um, um, yeah, the show sucked though. Yeah. And it was another thing like, I don't like, like Get Shorty the show. Yeah, that's Great movie. One. Awful show. And it's on Epics with um, Mushmouth, Chris, Chris O'Dowd. O'Dowd. I think it's got Ray Romano, your boy though. I do like Ray Romano. Ray was of the age where he could have been in the in the movie, and I'm not sure why he wouldn't wouldn't have been if he was that interested in the project. Because yeah. he was he was actually at the peak of his career back then in terms of stand up and uh, everybody loves Raymond being on the air. Yeah, and I've heard people say that that show's good too. It isn't, but it's, it's like it really isn't. I've watched several episodes just to see. Yeah, I can't get into a show where it's like I've seen this movie and I know the whole deal, and they're just gonna like slog it out to just an unfathomable length so yeah what we no good um i shut off snowpiercer the show and then i shut off a movie called the hollywood complex which is a documentary Ooh. about the oakwood apartments in los angeles like in Ooh. hollywood which is the apartment complex that it's temporary housing and Didn't i you used to live there buddy? i did which is why i tuned in because i thought it would be something interesting yes was it and it was not it was super <laughs> boring and i hated it and it was just a bunch of child actors. And it was less about the actual complex, which to me I thought would be interesting because mm. I, I thought maybe they would do some exterior shots or maybe 
you know, show the gym or the parking lot or just something that I'd remember. I'd be watching like, I got to show up in this. They must have got a shot of me. (laughs) They filmed it two years before I lived there. But Mm. even still, the Oakwood Apartments, it's famously uh, portrayed and accurately, actually, in the movie or the show Love on Netflix with uh, what's his face? Paul Russ. Yes. Mike Mitchell, Spoon Man. Hey, buddy. And I'm, he's I, a fan, right? He's in. Yeah. I got a couple of shuts. And let me just remind the fans, no movie is bad. Some are just not for me. I'm classy now, just in case you forgot. Appreciate you taking the high road. I, I will not do that. <laughs> I'm going to talk about how lousy they are, but I, I'm an asshole. So sorry, guys. I shut Nobody Knows I'm Here, which is a new Netflix original. This is another one. They tried to trick you. The movie's dubbed and it starts dubbed. You have to like go into the menu to undub it. They think I'm a dullard who can't watch a subtitled movie, and they're wrong. This is, and like every dubbed audio movie, it sounds like the narration in an old animated movie. Like it sounds so disjointed and disconnected and weird. Mm. Like the dubbing. I can't watch anything that's dubbed. It drives me insane. But this movie stars Jorge Garcia, who played Hurley on Lost. Flexing his uh, foreign chops. He's someone who's impossible to see as anyone but Hurley from Lost. You probably know him, the big guy. I do. I'm trying to think of what I remember him in other than Lost, and it's nothing. Yeah, he and hasn't. I wasn't even a Lost fan. I just watched the first season. <laughs> he hasn't been in much. I watched like half of this. Way too boring for me. It's like a sob story with him being a fisherman who has a secret Oof. singing talent. It was awful. Sounds terrible. Yeah. And I also shut off VH Yes, which is now on Hulu. Oh. And it's like a found footage comedy. It has a lot of funny people in it, but it's not funny. And no one's particularly good in it. It's one of those, the movie's supposed to be like, you found this kid's camera and he did all this wacky stuff. It's basically just like a bunch of sketches. Found footage is a lot harder to pull off than directors seem to think it is. Yes, especially when you have bad actors in a found footage thing, it's so much more like glaring and obvious that like it it's bad. It's not I don't know. This was like a bad adult swim special that they would air at like three thirty in the morning. It was awful. God. I watched like twenty minutes of it, gave it the old shut. And I also shut off the new HBO show Perry Mason, which is a unbelievable slog and just not for me. And I want to put Grizzled Detectives. I had a feeling you were going to hate that. Yeah. I want to put Grizzled Detectives in the obits. Was he like a hard wrecking guy having a drink on the jab? Yeah. God damn it, the fucking job's so tough, I gotta binge drink and chain smoke and fucking be a dickhead to everybody all goddamn day. It's like, yeah. We've seen this. Yeah, that's that's an occurrence that you know we're all familiar with. It's not that interesting. Yeah. Good luck. We get it. You've you've seen too many cases. God damn it. Yeah, awful show. The uh, I actually didn't even give it that much of a chance. Like ten minutes in, I started getting bummed out at the stupid Perry Mason grittiness. Will Cod love it? Probably. It'll probably be the new billions. <laughs> And that's that's all I shut. Hmm. What do you think about uh, what we st- we're going to end up probably watching the new John Stewart uh, film? What is it called? Irresistible. Yes, just came out today. 
It's got Steve Carell, Rose Byrne. Those are movie stars. This is a movie that probably they exist. Gone to theaters. Yeah. I feel like John Stewart on Howard Stern the other day was talking about. He was like, you know, there's a <laughs> thing about uh, Rose Byrne. Like she's just really like she just looks like such a movie star. And they were just kind of like buttering up all the other cast members <laughs> and like hearing Howard talk about movies is awful. It's unbearable because he doesn't <laughs> know anything about movie film, despite interviewing Ooh, everyone film. in Hollywood. Yeah, he knows nothing. Mm. And he's and all he does is circle it back to private parts and yeah. how he's made a movie and how it had a female director and how that was yeah. impressive. And hey John, did you get a boner when you were directing Rose Byrne? <laughs> did you? I bet you did. You must. The coronavirus is going to last another twenty six years. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I love Howard. I'm never going to not listen to Howard, but he's been off lately. And this the John Stewart interview was just okay. I didn't hear it, but yeah. it was in the obits last week. They mustn't have been listening of when yes. talk show hosts interview each other. Yeah. I don't like it. They cancel each other out. Doesn't work. It's like they're both waiting for their next opportunity to ask a question and it's not coming. Yes. But folks, at this moment, we're going to break. Watch that movie. We'll be back. Solving all your problems on your own, and you get really good at solving all your problems on your own, and you get really excited about solving all your problems on your own. That movie was really, really good. I, I loved it. Mm. Didn't you, folks? We just watched Irresistible, the new movie written and directed by John Stewart. I found this movie quite resistible. <laughs> it worked, even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> This did you ever see that first movie John Stewart directed Rosewater? You like shot ten that, years right? ago. Yeah, very sloggy. Notoriously, he left The Daily Show because he decided he wanted to be a director, mm. or at least that's what he, the projects that he wanted to do. And then he didn't make anything for like a decade, and now he's eked out this weird political satire that wasn't particularly funny or enjoyable really there was really nothing about it of note at all yeah it was just bad i usually don't like political satires because the jokes in them are bad and this solidified that theory this basically just they had one premise which was fish out of water yeah and they beat it to death to death like ad nauseum the same jokes again and again and again like that it's a podunk town established with the people the wardrobe the lack of commerce the wi-fi the cows it was just every little then it was like disguised as new bits but it was the same bit again and again yeah like over and over it's like we just saw it you just did this and like, John Stewart's not a particularly good director either. Like I could almost picture his smug face mushed into that camera, like the steady cam or the handheld camera shot rather of the mm. of the cocktail waitress walking through that political fundraiser. Yeah, and everyone's and, saying like a quip yeah. on this side or that side. I pictured him like p- thinking about how talented he was as that was happening and it made me angry. <laughs> Him writing it like, ooh, this is good. Also, I just got my uh, confirmation email from iTunes that my refund request has been submitted. Yes. So I will not be paying for this film. <laughs> We're back. John Stewart will not be getting whatever percentage he's 
slyly negotiated for himself out of this 1999 iTunes rental. It's not happening. Yeah. The thing of this movie, Steve Carell plays a guy who runs political campaigns. He finds this regular guy, Chris Cooper, and tries to turn him into a politician. It's It wasn't like the worst movie I've ever seen. It was just deeply uneventful. Unoriginal, uninspiring. I wrote this down. I, what did I say? It's boring, emotionless, flat, muggy, and yep. the cast is uninspired. The cast is decent, but they they don't have anything to do, and they didn't like gel together. Like no, Rose Byrne's usually good. She's just kind of like coasting through this. Deborah Messing like- cameo, looking seventy three years old. <laughs> Natasha Leone cameo. Hey, hey, it's me. I'm I'm crazy. She's basically. Her get continuing to get work puzzles me beyond belief. They basically, like I said, they just change her hair and her outfit. And it's Some, almost like changing a video game's wardrobe, yeah. like or a video game character avatar. <laughs> and they're just shoving her into new films. But she's just the same again and again and yeah. again. And she's like, I'm the sassy, smart Jewish chick. Yeah. That's good. You're doing like a video game, create a character. Yeah. And it just keeps coming up with the same one. You know what time. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's essentially like they just put a new hairdo on her. I mean, we talk a lot about people who only have one speed. And she's, I don't know, she's good in American Pie and some other stuff I can't place. But she's been, I don't know, maybe too much of her. Steve Carell, we enjoy serious Steve Carell here on the program. He was kind of trying to be funny in this one, but I don't know. He wasn't quite as good as he was in Welcome to Marwen in this. And, yeah, like the movie, it thinks it's edgier than it is. It's just kind of like, didn't even seem to have much profound things to say politically, like, there's kind of a twist towards the end of the movie that made it kind of interesting, but I still didn't like the movie. I remember It didn't save it. I liked watching you not really be that blown away by the twist. You're kind of just sitting there like, yeah, I guess that's a twist. Mm. Just staring into, no, into nothing, <sighs> yeah. what this movie was. I'd give it a two out of ten. And there was basically one joke that I thought worked, which was Steve Carell was kind of like a dorky city slicker and he kept sucking down Budweiser's even though he hated them and he'd make a bitter beer face when or bitter beer face when no one was looking and Mm. that was kind of funny. And I mean, Steve Carell gets an unbelievable amount of work. He does. Especially right now. Yeah, like Space Force just came out. Morning show. He's literally doing two big shows on the two biggest networks, arguably, right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even, I like him in general. I just feel like most of the stuff he does is kind of like... What do you like about it? <laughs> I mean, he's a hometown hero. He's a... Yeah. I, but well, how about I left the room for 10 minutes to go do... I, had to, I was looking for a set of keys that I thought I had misplaced. I didn't. I was just forgot where they were. And, normally, and when I came back, I yeah. was thinking, we're going to have to rewind. Scott's going to need to fill me in. Yeah, normally I'd be like, okay, here's what you missed. Let me give you a nice little catch-up. There was nothing. I was like, yeah, scenes happen, but I mean, I have nothing to tell you. There's nothing to report. It's just kind of going through the old motions. So, yeah, that's Irresistible, which just came out. Don't watch it and pray that we get a refund because it was a $20 rental. Pretty fucked up. The uh, do we want to talk Buffaloed? Uh, yeah, I like Buffaloed, which is a new movie on Hulu. It's set in the underworld of debt collecting. 
follows homegrown hustler Peg Dahl, who will do anything to escape Buffalo, New York. Played by Zoe Dutch, who we talked about before. She's a, a lovely new presence on the scene. She was in Zombieland 2, and what else is she in? She's in a bunch of like weird indies. That one called Flower with Tim Heidecker that oh, I thought was really yeah. good. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And like a bunch of other indies I can't remember. What was up with the boring intro, though? Real artsy. Did you even oh, notice Buffaloed? it? Oh, Yeah. I can't remember. What was it again? It's just like music and like slow motion. I don't know. I just, I didn't like the intro. But then it gets off to a decent pace beyond what was, I saved this for the review is I have an obit from this movie. I know. In the beginning, the ca- the movie is narration heavy, which has lost me a little bit. Yeah. But the main character, Zoe Dutch, am I saying that correctly? Dutch? Deutsch? Dutch? Yep. How do I say it? I bet no, we're I bet we're it. saying it wrong. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's but probably not Zoe Douche. Definitely not. Could be spelling wise. So let's she go. Well, anyway, the obit is her beginning her voiceover with a like something crazy happening to her on screen, and then going, "That's me." Mm. Yeah. And I know you wrote that down too. I did. Yeah, you texted me like this. I hate this, and I was like, "Me too." I also wrote it down. Yeah, that's such a hacky like, like whoa. And also the narration, like, narration's only good when you use it to, like, speed things along and, like, skip the boring scenes and just explain it with narration. This had narration, but also had some boring yeah. scenes. It's like, let's get going. Why are we, we should be zipping along with this narration. And I got a meets for it. This movie is like the Wolf of Wall Street meets the House Bunny. What do you think? Why the House Bunny? It's a good meets, but... Because she's... There's some. Let's start off by saying, did <laughs> you do you like, like I... Owen Benjamin, or do you want to punch him in the face as much as I do? Who is he again? He's the like dullard in the House Bunny who plays her like boy toy friend. Oh, I can't even remember. He's a dud, and it's he's a comedian. And I met him once too. Not I'm name dropping a lot this pod, but I'm name dropping all dullards. He's back, and he was really douchey in yeah. person, and it made me dislike anything he's in. That's fair. He sucks. You'd know him if you saw him. Owen Benjamin. He has a couple specials on Amazon. Yeah, that he name just, sounds... He sucks. He's not funny. He's an ass. But House Bunny's all right. I actually, that was the first movie I ever bought on iTunes, and I still have it. I never funded <laughs> that one. Wow. I mean, an unforgettable Anna Faris, Colin Hanks love story. <laughs> I think that was one of Emma Stone's earlier movies, too. Mm. There's some people in that. But Buffaloed-wise, you got Jai Courtney rounding out that cast. He unforgettably played Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad. That's who that is. No, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> I, that's why you mentioned that. I was like, why is Scott saying I'm going to like that character? I mean, you're a Jai Courtney guy. Movie was very all over the place. I didn't like how everybody was yelling all the time. Hmm. I appreciated everyone eating wings because they're in Buffalo. I thought that was funny. Is that a Buffalo thing? Buffalo wings. Yeah, they were uh, made there. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, boy. Or, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a little fair. bit of an oh, boy. And her going to jail. It was it was like campy and silly. And the voiceover was sort of charming towards the end. I don't know. I thought it was it was cute. It's on Hulu. I thought she... Do we explain what exactly is happening? It's basically a woman who is kind of a vagabond of sorts. And oh. I guess she sort of happens upon the death collection business and decides that 
that's going to be the way that she gets out of debt and out of trouble and makes her money back. And she does. And then she decides to open up her own place and realizes that a lot of people are breaking a lot of laws and she tries to kind of do it right. Yeah. I thought she elevated the movie. Yes. Like made it better than it would have been if it starred, I don't know, some underdog. Yeah, she took a meh script and elevated it quite a bit. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I give you the candy lineup. I'm going to give it the classic, it was fine. 100% and agreed. It was a good watch for free on Hulu movie. Yes. Like, if I saw this in the theater or I'd pay for it, I'd be like yeah. appalled. I remember telling you to write that down. I was like, that's a perfect description. Because you were just like, it's a good Hulu watch. Yeah. And I thought the same. I thought the same thing because if I had paid for this, which I was almost going to a month or two ago. Yeah, I remember we were considering. Yes, because, you know, I would have been pissed if I paid for it. Yeah, but the fact that it was a quick Hulu in and out, no big deal. I was fine with that. Yeah, because Hulu's not great with the movies, but every now and then something will pop up and it'll be like, "Oh, here we go!" Like, I'll <laughs> yeah. take this in. I, uh, I don't know. I like her. I think she's interesting. Mm, she's a and. Peach. Yeah, check it out if you're in the mood. If you literally, I mean, there's not much going on to watch right now. Do not watch Irresistible. Watch this instead. Yeah. What else did you watch? I watched just today. Just came out today. The new Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams comedy where they play mischief. They play Icelandic singers. It's called Eurovision Song Contest: Story of Fire Saga. Unbelievably bad title. It's like two two long titles Mm. smushed together. And this is basically like a music version of Blades of Glory. Like they're Icelandic. It's a bunch of like foreign jokes. Rachel McAdams is surprisingly good in comedies, in my opinion. She was good in Game Night and she's good in this. Probably even better than Will Ferrell in this. She's kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting. She's just talented. I don't necessarily find her funny, but she can just carry a role. And if you tell her what to do, she's good at that. Yeah. She's notably in Mean Girls. um, Yeah, she's great. Wedding Crashers. She's good in a lot of stuff. Wow. Speaking of Wedding Crashers, this movie was directed by David Dobkin, the director of Wedding Crashers. There's the connection. And also similarly... This movie's like very ridiculous, like Wedding Crashers. But then once the movie, you know, like halfway through, it gets into a romance and they take the romance too seriously. And like it doesn't make sense with the bits. It's like a, a tonally odd thing. It's, it doesn't really work. And it was fine, but movie's way too long. It's, Will I hate it? I think you'll hate it. You're not a big Will Ferrell guy, and he's... He's, he's good as a sidecar. I, like I've said, he doesn't really carry a film. He's hamming things up pretty intensely in this one. And too long. It's two hours and ten minutes. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, I legitimately thought it was wrapping up, and I checked, and there were 50 minutes left. Just like, mm. okay. 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 I don't know why. But I mean... I do like that they still make studio comedies. It's almost like a dead genre. There used to be one that came out like every week. Now I feel like we get one every couple months. So even though it's not amazing, it's, you know, it's worth a watch. Had a couple laughs. Yeah, they're, I think, I'd like to know where the studio comedies are coming from. Yeah, remember like years ago? Yes, like, I do. That's what would come out all the time. Like, oh, 
fucking new Dud Apatow produced this and that. Now they're churning them out a little faster, and I'm I'm suspect. Yeah. It's the jacket. I also watched Ford v Ferrari, which is now on HBO and HBO Max, which is also fine. Yes. I watched this on Father's Day with my dad in very dad movie oh, fashion. Oh, kid. I know. I thought it was fun. It was like, I felt like a man watching like a cool guy movie about cars. How did your dad feel about it? He loved it. I actually really enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would also. Yeah, it was good. It takes a bit to get going, but once it does, I was like all in. Like, I'm not a car guy at all, but this movie... Made me want to get under the hood, see what's doing. Just start working on cars. Yeah. You and Bubba Watson or whatever <laughs> his name is. <laughs> yeah. The the racing scenes are so well done though. Like the he's in a race and his door won't close and a bunch of like cool stuff like that. They bang it out with the hammer. Yeah, like I was totally like John Barenthal's character is great too, actually, I thought. He's he was good. I'm like a sneaky Barenthal fan though. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I actually thought Christian Bale and Matt Damon were a way better duo than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, they're just different types of talented. That's why it's weird to think of them meld, uh, melding together in the same movie, but it works. Yeah. They I were, remember thinking, this is great, but I don't want to watch it ever again. Yeah. I thought, I was expecting it to be more of like a them versus. I took the title very literally. I was like, one of them will be Ford and the other one is Ferrari, but they were like buddies. It's more of a, mm. a buddy kind of movie. Christian Bale's always good. He's doing some good accent work in this oh, movie. Oh, good for you! Matt Damon, who used to live right upstairs. He sure did. Friend of the show and former roommate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's uh, you did you? It's on Amazon now? It's on HBO. HBO, and right, HBO Max. right, right, right. And yeah, like, this was as good as a movie like this could be, in my opinion. For like a car racing movie, this is like the top so if you like stuff like that more than i do you're gonna love this check it out <clears throat> what have you been watching i feel like i'm mm, i did a bunch in a row to be honest i was at my dad's and Ooh. they watch a whole lot of million dollar listing there <laughs> which is probably the worst show ever created it's like a bunch of gay guys in europe looking at expensive condos that no one on earth should be able to afford yeah, I think I've seen that once or With twice. With, like, bathrooms worth more than my entire apartment. And mm-hmm. literally, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like the world is in such a terrible place right now that, like, <laughs> just looking at these, like, $37 million apartments is just embarrassing mm. for some sort of waste of wealth. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. I, I'm not trying to sound like some sort of liberal hippie or anything like that, but I just feel like shows like this just glorifying these like old money people just pissing their money away it just made me sad and everybody on it is just like a lying sneaky manipulative jerk who mm. i don't even think i could spend more than a minute or two with yeah and i don't know it's a it's a, supposed to be an interesting funny show about like new york real estate and i just find it annoying and repulsive as a person and as a man mm. and i don't recommend it to anybody that's million dollar listing on bravo don't watch it he's out but other than that, they don't watch much. I took in the new episode of Hightown, which was a total joke. <laughs> I, I fell off with Hightown. I'm like four episodes it's, behind. It's awful. I think I'm done. I can't believe we recommended that pilot to people. Mostly me. I think I was tell, I told at least two or three people that it was good, and now I'm wishing I could take that back. You was, stupid fucking Bible mouth cunt! 
I was enjoying it in a like it's set in Boston. We can laugh about the Bostonness of it capacity. Yeah, you but even that are safer off. than I am. Yes. You're, you're a stars guy. I am a stars guy. You That's like true. your original series. I need that sweet bitter season, <laughs> season two or three rather. They can't believe they've done two already. We're the only people Other on than earth watching <laughs> Sweet Bitter. I would bet my no? life on that. You know what I was wondering? Uh, what we could, what we said we were going to discuss. Mm. I think we should talk about who are our gals. Our gals. When we did our guys a couple of weeks ago. Let me sneak. We in. said we were going to talk about our gals. Real quick. You got another one? Just one more. Okay. I watched the Eric Andre special on Netflix. It's called Legalize Everything. I don't know if people know who he is. I feel like he's kind of a big name these days. He's he, like a Adult Swim sidecar, yeah. silly guy who has a show. He had the Eric Andre show. Which and, is on Hulu. If you've never seen it, it's a great, it's like a parody of talk shows. It's very ridiculous and funny. But this special was enjoyable. It, uh, one thing I will say, he does a lot of drug stories and people on stage, like standups telling stories about doing drugs. It doesn't translate well. It always, my reaction is always just like, wow. Yeah. I bet that was crazy when you were on those drugs. Sounds wild. Like it makes people sound dumb to go on and on about how fucked up they were. It's like, yeah, I get it. You, you get messed up when you take drugs. Like, Yeah, that's not that interesting. Yeah. He, he goes on this like whole thing about acid. It's just like, okay, okay. But then he heats back up. He's got a very timely take on the police, some good Papa John jokes. I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. Eric Andre, Legalize Everything. Give Leave it a Papa John alone. <laughs> Papa John, he said there was a reckoning coming, and he wasn't kidding. That's the scariest thing I've ever seen, actually. That video of him staring into the camera saying that we're all going to get our just desserts, and then now look at us. Yeah. Horrible. It's a prophecy. Yeah, he got us. He knew. Um, (laughs) He knew! Yeah, I didn't watch anything else. Yeah. I think that was... I need to hear your gals. I know it's really hard getting a top anything out of out of Scotty Boy. It We've really- been hammering him off off the air <laughs> about what his top five or even top ten or even top any movies. Mm. He's given us not one. I gave you a couple. You gave me Jurassic Park and you said that might be in your top ten. And that was it. Uh, Fury Road would definitely be in there. And it, it's too serious. I'm going to... I'm getting anxiety like, just thinking about it. Just pick five and go. It's too much. You can change it later. This It's not like you're getting it on a tombstone. <laughs> give me give me one more and I'll drop it. The chappy. Done. Boom. Perfect. He's in. But yeah, let's talk about our gals. And who do you Day got? Day and night she talks. Uh, my top five, and I did narrow it down because I'm a great list maker. Um, Aubrey Plaza. Oh. I think she's funny, interesting, attractive, and seems cool. And I like a lot of the choices that she's made in terms of the charming little indies. She's the only part of Parks and Rec that I think is legitimately that funny. And I just... She just seems interesting to me as a person. So she's on my list. Also, you've done enough name dropping, so I'll do it for you. Weren't you in a yoga class with her once and she I checked was. you out? She did. <laughs> but she had a dude with her 
and wow. it was a confusing and now i know that dude is like her fiance because wow. i did google it at the time interesting but yes that did happen yeah. and that's fun i don't know what that would have came what would have come of that but you know i am a taken man now aubrey so yeah. uh you yeah. missed your chance you blew it you maybe could have got a role in mike and dave need wedding dates i actually loved that movie <laughs> Jokes aside, it has like all my favorite sides in it. Like I'm big on Adam Devine. I love Zach Efron. You're a big Efron guy. And Who's she, the other babe, Kendrick, she's okay. Anna Kendrick was yeah. fine. Yeah, her as a bad girl, it doesn't work. So that was a little weird. But I agree. Yeah, just a forgettable yeah. comedy, but it was okay. My next one is Meryl Streep. Classy. Love Meryl Streep. Meryl. She's great in everything. I agree. I like old Meryl Streep. I like new Meryl Streep. I like like Devil's Wears Prada Meryl Streep. Adaptation is one of my probably second or third favorite movie of all time. She's and awesome. mostly because of her. She's just great in everything. She's so good in adaptation. So talented. Funny, interesting. She can play a nice person, a pathetic person, a mother, a bitch. I thought she was so Ooh. good in um most uh, HBO show. Now I'm forgetting it, with Nicole Kidman. Uh, pretty Little Lies yes. or Big Little Lies. Yes. <laughs> Not Pretty Little Liars, the CW show. Same difference. Yeah, Big Little Lies. I thought she was like, they brought her in for the second season and I was thinking, is this going to work? And not only did it work, it worked really well. Yeah, she's almost like a joke. Like she's won, I think, like six Oscars and gets nominated almost every time she does a movie. Complete but, home run of a woman on every level. But yeah, she actually is good. When you see the movies, it's like, oh, she she is great. Maybe she did deserve. Even like award. a Prairie Home Companion. I've never seen that. Not a Prairie Home Companion. Um, that's not what I'm thinking of. I like I her in Doubt. Up. Do you ever see Doubt? Yeah, it was good. She's like angry, but with a heart of gold in that one. That was a cool one. I bet you doubted that I had seen doubt, <laughs> but I have. No doubt, no doubt. I'm thinking of, of course, my IMDb is going so slow. Well, while you're doing that, I'll sneak in one of my gals. Oh. I got right up top. A Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, I actually was saying the right movie. <laughs> that's not what I meant, though. She is in that, but that's not what I meant. I meant... She's in so much, you can just like throw out a movie and she. Will August Osage to County. That was the movie that won a bunch of stuff. Oh, and yeah. It was like a movie that you'd think was going to be bad, but she was awesome in it. All right, go ahead. Sorry. That's cool. The, uh, I got Chelsea Peretti as one hmm, of my guests. She's funny. Very funny. Could have done without Band Aid, but she's funny. She has an incredible Netflix special called One of the Greats. That's like, I watch it like once every couple months. It's just overflowing with great yeah, bits. Yeah, you love that bit. Or she that, has bits in that. a podcast that she doesn't really do anymore that you could listen to the old ones. It's a cackle. She's one of those people, like everything she says just makes me laugh. She's just a goofy babe. She used to date Jimmy fun. Norton. True. Who she's, is it we're big fans of. She's married to Jordan Peele now. Power couple. Mm. Jordan Peele, director of Get Out and Us. <laughs> a member of Key and Peele. But yeah, love her. Everything she's in is a home run. Let me sneak in another one. I got Florence Pugh as one of my gals. She's great, yeah. Who is, She's good. Just seems delightful. She's legit great in every movie I've seen her in. She makes marmalade on her Instagram stories. She seems like the perfect woman. She's one of my gals. Who you got? Not to brag, but I gave a dynamite speech at my graduation. Um, oh. Anne Hathaway. 
Ooh, I forgot about her. Anne Hathaway. She's a gal. Yeah, she. I like her in just about everything, even the performances that she gets made fun of for. Um, my favorite Anne Hathaway movies are probably her as Dev- Devil Wears Prada and Rachel's uh, At the Wedding, or Rachel's Getting Married. Yeah, Rachel Getting Rachel Married. Getting married that, that is a great Noah movie. Bombach movie. That's actually Jonathan Demme, but I know, I get why you would say that. It seems like... What am I thinking of? The... You're thinking of Margot at the Wedding, the Bombback movie with Nicole There Kahn, it is. Which is yes. also decent. I didn't like that one as much. It's Rachel is getting married is. is Ted Demi, who's Jonathan Demi's brother, who's not dead. No, it's Jonathan Demi. That's his last movie, actually. Jonathan Demi is dead. Yes. I think okay. Ted Demi is also dead. I think. Is Ted Demi Silence of the Lambs? No. That's Jonathan, Jonathan Demi is Silence of the yes. Lambs. And Rachel's getting married is Silence of the Lambs. Yes. So that's why I like it so much. Yeah. That he's makes a, sense. It's all coming together here, folks. He's a great director. And that's a movie, I bet no one listening has seen that. It's a very good, like, just old-fashioned drama, like family drama. Mm. Rachel getting married. She's an alcoholic, and she goes to her sister's wedding, and she just kind of ruins everything. And she's just a total wrecking ball, which is very relatable for me. <laughs> I bad. really like her in that. I like her even in dumb old movies like Havoc, where you see her boobs, and that was exciting in 2006. I'm going to see her boobs. Those aren't real. Yes, they are. Um, yeah, I just I think she's pretty. I think she's talented. I think she's interesting. When she won her the Oscar for Les Mis, she got a little pretentious, and everybody made fun of her. And then when she hosted the Oscars with Franco, mm. she got a lot of guff there, and it actually upset oh, yeah. me because I really liked her. I was like, oh no, these are terrible. And I forgot that she did that. She's kind I mean, of circled back around though. That was bad, but award shows are always bad for one reason or another. It's fine. Yeah, that's a good gal. She might be one of my gals, too. I might hop in on that fucking gal bandwagon. What else you got? I got Christina Hendricks. Oh. That powerfully juggy. How are you not watching Good Girls, by the way? Do I need to get in there? Yeah, it's great. I know it's got Lillard, too. Yes, and he's he put they play a married couple. Oh, do they? Yes. I've been thinking about... Roar in there. I like it a lot. Something... Is that show an hour long or a half hour? I think I saw that it was... Well, it's network, so I think it's like it's hour, but edited to 40 minutes. Yeah. I think I was going to get in, then I saw it was an hour long show, and it has three seasons, and I got a little intimidated, but I should get in there. Get in there. It's it's breezy. Mm. And it has that hefty woman from, uh, I guess, Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, Retta. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's funny. She's one of those just one name people. She's oh, no, rat, no last name. Yeah, I like I like her a lot. Mm. But yeah, Christina Hendricks. She makes having enormous boobs look classy. Somehow, and she's divorced uh, with the guy from Superbad or Super Troopers. Yeah, the I Love Acid guy, which always annoyed me that he snagged her. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're done. I mean, you hate to see it. My next one is Whitney Cummings. Ooh, that's who a good I girl. think is she's sort of in the same category appearance wise as Anne Hathaway, which is kind of funny, but less about appearance with Whitney, more about like her as a person. I think she seems cool and interesting and fun. I think she is the funniest female stand-up comedian. Maybe not ever. Like Joan Rivers probably has her beat. Oh, but oh, thank you so much. Yeah, keep doing that. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, he's in. Melissa, he's in. <laughs> no, but 
Whitney is very good. I enjoy all of her specials. I think her, uh, I listen to her audio book. I'm fine. And other lies. Her podcast is really good. Yeah, I keep forgetting. She has a podcast. I gotta, it's great. I gotta, her sidecar is like this quirky gay guy. Who's funny too. That's fun. It's good stuff. She's just really funny and interesting. And she always stands up for what she believes in. She never really, she doesn't seem like she takes shit from anybody. Like, obviously, she and Crystalia were super close. They did two TV shows together. Mm. Well, I guess just, they did Undateable. She was she wasn't on, I think she did a couple episodes. And then probably. they did the Whitney show on NBC. Yeah, two and they're good friends, and they've both gone back and forth on each other's podcasts. And, mm. you know, at the Comedy Store. And the minute, you know, Foul Play was called out. She didn't back down. She just said, this is how I feel and blah, blah, blah. And it, I don't know. I just, mm. I have a lot of respect for her as a person and as a comedian. And I like her. I think she's great. Yeah. She's someone who's very honest. Mm. I've seen, I've like heard her on podcasts before and been like, wow, you are really just like going for it and just saying everything. Like, I can't think of a good example, but no, she talks a lot about like her old trauma and addiction issues and just like abusive ex-boyfriends and just stuff that has happened to a lot of us. That's hard to discuss and not so charming or funny. And she'll just really bring it out there. Yeah. And she'll like, yeah, be charming and funny with it. Right. With gritty topics. It's not an easy thing to do. No. And I think she's really self-aware, which I dig in a person. I Mm. think that like as an actress and as a, you know, like the movie she directed wasn't that great, but other than that, the female brain. Yeah, that was a rough one. Wasn't great. That's Co- really the only misstep on her part, in my opinion. Co-written by Neil Brennan. I remember putting that on so excited, like, this will be great. And yikes. Yeah, their yikes. comedy is not similar enough for that to work. Yeah. It was like a, I think I love my, lo- oh, I think I love my wife <laughs> level misfire. Let's take a stand. In my opinion. And then that's four of mine. I have one more. What else? One more I'm going to list at least. My last gal, Octavia Spencer. Almost exclusively for her work in Ma. Have you seen Ma, folks? I think it's still on HBO. And also she liked one of my Ma photoshops on Instagram. So we're basically family now. Yeah, she rules. Yeah. Actually, she's fucking great in everything. Even Ma was awesome because of her. Yeah. I enjoyed her in The Help. She's just like funny. There's something about her that's just funny. And I her presence on social media makes me laugh too. Yeah, she something about her is just relatable. She like reminds me of someone I know in some weird way. She's just ah, she's good. Ma <laughs> Gimme your last gal. This was a tough one. I had to narrow it down. I have a, I have five well, there's one, two, three. There's six other women here that I'm gonna bump. And I'm going to say Robin Quivers. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good pick. Robin from the Howard Stern Show. She's been by Howard's side since the early 80s. She's okay. extremely talented as a broadcaster. She's funny. She's mm. like plays second fiddle to the one of the most like, you know, over the top radio personalities, probably the most over the top radio personality who's ever lived. And Ooh. she's sort of been with him through all of it through two wives through the birth of all his daughters this the mm. the change because he has changed quite a bit over the years like the howards mm. he's gone through a lot of she's she was there with fart man howard all the way up until present day like talking about covid19 and nothing else howard and mm. i think she's really like just if it wasn't for her i don't think he'd still be on the air yeah that's probably accurate 
I think she's his anchor and his rock. And I think she is very, she has good timing. Yeah, like she got sick. If that went south, I think he would have quit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He said as much, but I really think he would have because he's not really married to it anymore anyway. And I think Robin is a big part of why he keeps doing it. Mm. But yeah, I love Robin and I'll always have a place in my heart for her. I think she's outstanding as a woman. That's a good gal. I had some other like ones Where that didn't the make the cut. Me? I mean, I got Zoe Dutch on here. Mm. We talked about a bunch tonight. And Charlize Theron. She didn't make no, the cut. No, she but... rules. I was going to put her on my list, too. Yeah. Actually, she's on my honorable mentions. I didn't want to have too many like blonde babes. But, uh... <laughs> Charlize. Those are our gals. I feel That's like a lot we'll, of good gals. We'll think of a bunch more in the coming weeks and be like, now this is our gal. Yeah, I'd be Arthur, Susan Sarandon <laughs> in my, it's like waiting in the wings. Yeah, that's why I tried to like think, I really sat down like, okay, let's not just think of babes. Like who are. Yeah, I didn't want to just put a bunch of babes down either. Like when I first sat down to do it, I was like, Megan Fox, Margot <laughs> Robbie. Like I was a 14 year old boy masturbating exactly. in a poster. <laughs> fucking the ones with the nicest boobs fucking katie holmes in the gift and, and then i thought about like who do I, who actually speaks to me as a woman like who's somebody that like i'd want to be friends with and nothing there else would matter go. about that and then i realized yes. that we are woke now and we're back I love Diane <laughs> i'm so glad diane keaton isn't either of our gals she's good but she's not one of my gals she's cod's number one gal um sick He's a sicko. He's a sick man. Uh, I have another idea for something that we might do. Ooh. What so, uh? What do you think about watching a little bit of a movie with me? I love where your head's at. Do you even know what movie I'm talking about? I have no idea, but I feel like I'm going to be in. Here it is. 90 seconds of The Departed. Also, just for some closure, while we were doing the show, the guy who voices Cleveland has stepped down from the role. And I think it has something to do with us talking about it in the first part of the program. Yeah, he heard the show and... Yes. He changed his ways. Wow, The Departed is strong. Hi, Dylan. Ooh, that was almost in stereo sound. What a masterpiece this is, huh? Have a good one. Have a goo. Hey, have a goo one. My name's Fenway Frank. Leo! This is when, like, Costello, a.k.a. Jack Nicholson, starts to lose his marbles a little bit. Also, this... Come ungrued. This doesn't make sense with this character. He's, like, sitting there painting something, like a mural of a rat in some other country. The rest of the movie is just, like, an idiot scumbag. Maybe I'm just reading into this too much. What does that matter? Depends. <laughs> that lip lick sure. is a now, weird scene. No. I got in my outfit. When I added Nicholson yeah. to my list of my guys, I didn't mean this role. I thought you meant this role exclusively. Sure. No. Jesus Christ. You know what time it is? I love how his Boston accent in this... Like every other line he says, he really just slaps on some bean setness real thick. And we for, we didn't have any TV talk this week, did we? No, we didn't. 
So that's the, why I didn't play the TV guys theme. Yeah. Just the, to justify my own behavior. I only watched the first few episodes, but Search Party is now on HBO Max. They finally put up season three. Great show. I, uh, I'll talk about it more next week once I've seen it all. But I like it a lot. It's, uh, I won't explain it. Just check it out. Just watch it. It's a goo. The, uh, folks, at this moment, I think I'll remind you that our Instagram is at Enough the Podcast. We're on Twitter at Podcast Enough. Should really get those to be the same thing. Just streamline that. One day we'll get there. We're on. We're <laughs> It's true. Yeah. They're all like a little different. And I, that just makes us sound so dumb when no. we're explaining it. I have to do these like mental gymnastics to try to remember the fucking ridiculous Let's plugs. like break it down right now. It's enough the podcast at Gmail. Yep. It's podcast enough on Twitter. Yes. Correct. Enough the podcast was taken on Twitter. Yes. That just, you couldn't, I would honestly just make enough the podcast too. I don't even care. Like put a number on the two. <laughs> Viva like, yeah. La Bomb one treatment. Oh. <laughs> That's Good. very inside for the folks. Good. Either way, they know where to find us. That's yeah. how big this is getting. It's a movement. Get behind it. Wow. Um, and also, I'm back in business at Ank Fit here. So get the fuck in here. I'm literally, in my entire week next week is full now, which is an outstanding feeling. COVID did not take me out. Wow. I hope that if you are out there, it didn't take you out either. Yes. Folks, rate, review, like, subscribe. It helps a lot. Get in there. And uh, have a good one, man. Folks, that's enough. Bye. Uh,